Welcome to Nerd Talk, the podcast that talks about everything nerdy. I'm your host, Jordan Halstead, and each week, me and my friends will be discussing some of our favorite topics. We're talking superheroes, Star Wars, Pokemon, Harry Potter, and that's just to name a few. You don't want to miss out on this because this is Nerd Talk. On today's episode, me and my guests are going to be talking about one of our favorite cartoons of all time, Young Justice. Young Justice debuted on Cartoon Network back in November of 2010. The series was developed by Brandon Vietti and Greg Weissman and has become one of the staples in the DC Comics community. Uh, my guests today are Levi, Casey, and Chick, uh, all returning back hey. to help me out. Uh, guys, I am super, super excited about today, um, right after we recorded uh, Origin Stories, the very first episode, we started talking about uh, a Young Justice episode. Uh, we tried filming this earlier, and it just some technical difficulties, which that was, was fun. Hey, that happens. Um, that was a fun night. That was, uh, and so we were trying to figure that out, but it just didn't happen that night. Um, and it, it it stretched me as a as an artist to try and do this um, because you guys were not available that next week. And so to try and film, because I was planning to do two episodes that week with you guys to have something ready in case that happened. And then uh, I played Fumble and basically got even more guys who would be willing to be a part of this. So my, my cast of, of characters is now rotating, which is really cool. Um, so it seems like uh, we're gravitating towards this topic. Uh, it's something that we all like. It's something that we're all watching at certain points. Uh, I, I know that... <laughs> When Casey, you and I lived together, uh, there was a moment in time where you were watching one part of the series and I was watching a completely different part of the series. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know that uh, Levi, you and I are currently watching season three. Um, yep, I know that we've been, we've been talking that and rewatching season three. So when did you guys first get into the show? Like what, what was when was the time frame that you guys kind of started getting involved with it? What, what did that look like for you guys? Uh, I mean, I don't know like the exact year, but I know it was years after I think the show even went off the air. Maybe okay for the yeah. Um, I just remember I think it was you and I think maybe Levi. I think maybe you both were like, "Hey, you yeah. need to watch this show." And I'm like, "What? What's it about?" And you're like, "It's like superheroes. You're gonna love it." I'm like, "Okay, I, I'll it's give like it a shot." Titans, but maybe better. Yeah. Yeah, but and, maybe better. <laughs> but maybe better. <laughs> and I do remember watching it, and then like I think I binge watched like both seasons and paid for them like in two days, and was like, "Oh my god, this is the greatest show of all time!" Yeah. And that's how we. That's how I felt as it came out, and I watched like the first episode and was like, "Oh my gosh!" Oh, what absolutely. a cliffhanger to end on. Now you and I, Levi, we watched it at the very beginning, um, as it yeah. was airing. Um, so yeah. I, I remember uh, just really falling in love. That was uh, my sophomore year is when it dropped. Um, and I remember, like, I was kind of getting out of the whole cartoons phase. Like, oh, I, do I really want to watch Cartoon Network on a Saturday morning? I'm a, I'm a sophomore in high school. Um, but, yeah, I, I Saturday mornings I was watching Young Justice at home. I was like, all my other plans can wait. So, <laughs> uh, See, so that was oh, the yeah. age where I started getting back into cartoons again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I was a grown adult when I first got into Young Justice. Uh, it was like the year or the year after I got, was done with college, and um, I wasn't really into superhero stuff until until I was like that age, um, in my earlier twenties. And um, I was like, I was going over, you know, watching as much content as possible in the DC universe, some Marvel universe type stuff. Like this was back in like. 2013, 2014, like yeah. only like a couple years after uh, the first two seasons, and when I saw Young Justice, I was like, "This is so dope! Um, why isn't there any more of it?" And it was only after I watched the first season, right? Yeah. And then I saw, wait, no, there's got there's another season. It's like, yes, and I watched it in like two days, like just like you guys, and it was the coolest thing ever. But then it was over because it was cut short. Yeah, so Man. so they cut yeah. they cut the Cartoon Network uh, DC Power Hour is kind of what it was referred to. Oh, on, um, on Cartoon Network. Yeah, on Cartoon yeah. Network, they they chopped that whole thing out, which uh, also took out uh, another kind of fan favorite. I know we we love it, uh, the Green Lantern the animated series. Oh, oh yeah, because that yeah. was only one season, and yeah. that was dope because we're about to have a whole Blue Lantern 
thing going on with it. Yeah, they were yeah. they were doing so many different yeah. really cool things with it, and yeah. and they just they cut it short, um, which which stinks, but you know that's the way it goes sometimes. Mm. But there was such a it turned into this cult following for the show, and I think what really stood out was the fact that it ended up getting a third season. Yeah. So here's my question for you guys. I want to start this kind of starting point to really get us in. Who's your favorite character on the team? And this can be season one, season two, season three. I don't care. It has which to be the season. team or in the whole show because there's. Let, let's go. W- that sits on the team. Okay, on um, the because young, over, the young covert s- op team thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Justice League's covert op team. Um, who's your favorite character? I think I gotta go with the Rob Robin, Dick Grayson Robin. Dick Grayson Robin. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna basically say, more. I think my favorite character is basically just. Dick Grayson. I don't even have to say Robin. He That's was fair. really cool as a Robin character. Um, and then as he progressed into Nightwing and everything else, just that character. I've always loved that character in the comics and the way they played him on Young Justice was just really cool, especially kind of the mentorship aspect in like the second season with Tim and the rest of the Bat family. I just thought that was amazing. Like I was like, oh my gosh, that is my favorite character of all time. And he, they're doing him 100% right. So my, my favorite thing from season sure. one with, with Dick Grayson mm-hmm. was after um, that, that, that part, after they decide that Aqualad is going to be the leader, mm-hmm. and he's training and like at back of the house, uh, Bruce Wayne's yeah. house, and he's like all mad and like frustrated mm-hmm. um, that he is, isn't good enough to be the leader yet. And Bruce sees it, and he's like, oh, this is my kid right here. So mm-hmm. he's like, hey, let's play some basketball. And he's like, okay. Yeah, was, yeah there was a human element it to it. It was an interesting father-son moment yeah. that you never see from Bruce. I, I'm a giant sap for superheroes who are hardened, you know, superhero dudes who beat up on bad guys, but then they have, like, mother or father moments with their with their, with you their know, protégés. protégés. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What about you, Levi? Uh, for me, it's a toss-up uh, because, like, Dick Grayson – is one of my all-time favorite DC characters in general. But then I also really loved Superboy in Young Justice. Yeah, like, they I wrote love him very his well. Character progression. His, his whole character arc throughout the three seasons is amazing. He he matures so much through the seasons. Like, him and in the first only, season and the second like season is a huge seven, jump. Technically? Yeah. <laughs> yeah but like because it, it's what in, in season uh in season two like someone finds out that it's his birthday they're like how old are you five i mean <laughs> I, was, I was born five o'clock <laughs> he says to a normal person that doesn't know he's a superhero that he's five years old because he's a clone yeah yeah that was that was when uh wendy wished him happy birthday yeah right. yeah that that was good. Can we talk about Wally West for a second, That's though? That's where I was going to go. Okay. I was going to say Wally. You go, is, man. Wally is absolutely one of my favorites. I think that Robin and Superboy and Aqualad, them coming in to do, like, that initial, like, first episode, just, it was done so well. Like, I, I was reading a little bit of backstory behind where they chose some of these characters, and I'm like, like, you have so many young heroes. DC is so well known for their young heroes, and I, I love that it's called Young Justice because it it wasn't Teen Titans. It wasn't exactly like a reboot or a restart or anything like that. It was its own thing, and I love the tone that it set. But Wally, Wally just has this like very immature, very spunky, very like where you got the level headedness of certain people, and then he's like, "Oh, I'll do recon," and like he flies through the jungle and then slips on uh, the. And, and I feel like that's a running joke. He always slips on something. Yeah. Like when they were in Cadmus, he slipped and and fell into one of the big uh, the big brutes. He goes into uh, when they're on Santa Prisca, he mm-hmm. he slips on the mud and runs into like some of the back. Like he continually does that, and I I think it's great. I see what you did with the running yeah. joke. Yeah, that was know, real right? funny, buddy. They also do that in the Justice League animated series from the early two thousands. Okay. The, the Wally West in that, uh, who's played by the Goat Michael Rosenbaum. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Also keeps on tripping and slipping on stuff. Anyways, I, I think it's just a flash thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe that's a flash I think thing. they just handle it very well, and they make those characters very funny and relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this though: by the time you got to season two and to his sacrifice, mm. I think he had the perfect reason for him to be the one to sacrifice. Yeah, you kind of, you kind of saw earlier in the in the season um, when you had Impulse show up, mm-hmm. and Impulse comes in and Bart's running, and he's like. Oh, I can't keep up, and like, like I hate when they talk fast, and like you yeah. realize that he doesn't have the genetic ability that that like Barry and Bart have, mm-hmm. but he's still a Flash, 
And I'm really hoping that by season four, because uh, the title is Phantoms, mm. I'm hoping they're bringing him back. Because I'm like, that just it has to happen. Yeah. So. And Wally was just like, such a cool choice because, like, if you read not the comic that was based off the show, but the comic that the show was somewhat based off of, it's Impulse, who's the speedster in the group. Yeah. So I just thought it was cool that they decided to change that. And I think a lot of things that people don't, at least with speedsters, a lot obviously a lot of people focus on the speed, but Barry, Wally, I don't know much about Impulse, but they're all science too. Oh, it's, absolutely. They're like super smart too, and I feel like people forget that. But then in Young Justice, he's always like, they're like, hey, Wally, I need this. And he's like, oh, yeah, just do this. And you're like, wait, what? How how did you come up with that so fast? Yeah, I, I love how they kind of implemented some speed talking, some speed thinking, just right. like, just the way they handled these characters. And I, one of my favorite moments with, with Kid Flash is when you get to the Dr. Fate episode. Mm. And and they, like he's still trying to show off for Mar- Miss Martian, and like he's doing his thing. But like he understands. Like There's this greater power. And I feel like as a Christian myself, I think that a lot of people have those moments where they start to realize there's a greater power, and they don't necessarily recognize it off the bat, but they, they start to pay and homage it to it. It affects him throughout the whole series, too. Yeah, that, that was a huge character-building moment. Because he tries to talk to Naboo to, take, get, to get um Aqualad to get his helmet off of Aqualad and, yeah. and other stuff like that. And then when Zatanna puts it on, he, like, right. freaks out. Right. So. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, so and then when it comes to Naboo and, and, and Kent Nelson and Wally, uh, this part makes me cry every time I watch it. And whenever in season three, when Zatanna makes that like make believe, um, like afterlife world for for um, for Artemis and Wally, when she leaves, he he calls her, her his Spitfire, just like what yeah. Kent Nelson calls his his Enza, and I'm just like, oh no, he called her his Spitfire. Like even though it's coming, I know it's coming. I still cry every time. Anyways, yeah. So, so that kind of hits the main team. Uh, were there any other characters that you guys liked building forward? I know that one of the characters I loved the most was Blue Beetle. I loved seeing Blue Beetle show up. My boy Jaime Reyes. That's so, so my uh, my favorite character is Blue Beetle. You didn't you didn't ask me, so I didn't get to get to my answer. So, if we're gonna talk about Blue Beetle, let me talk about my well, absolutely. Go ahead. Thing. Okay, so one of my Yo. favorite superheroes of all time is Jaime Reyes, specifically Jaime Reyes, um, Blue Beetle. And it was because of this show. I didn't know who he like. He had been around since what, like two thousand six, two thousand seven, something like for that. New Fifty Two, mm-hmm. right? And I well, didn't the know New Fifty Two dropped in two thousand and eleven. Oh yeah, so he's, been, he's been around since before New Fifty Two. Yeah, I think. Right. I think because he was in Batman: he, Brave and Bold. Who was? I think he dropped. And, and Casey, if you don't mind fact checking me real fast, yeah. I think he's a nineties character. I think he picked up the Beetle in the late nineties, like ninety seven, ninety eight. Are you sure? I think so. Okay. So the earliest I can recall. A Jaime Reyes character in any at least content, not comic books, is in Batman: Brave and the Bold when Wilfred L plays him. Also, another acting yeah. goat, Wilfred L. Yeah, um, and that's like 2008. So that's where I get that time from. But anyways, um, the Young Justice season two specifically is exactly what got me to fall in love with Jaime Reyes as a character, especially because that one of the biggest plots in that season is him. And I love the part when uh, Black Beetle tries to, like, infect his scarab. And uh, the scarab talks back to Jaime and is like, hey, we're, de- we're in this together, fighting together to defend against any attack. And he then, you know, undoes the thing that Black Beetle tried to do to him. And I was like, dude, so dope. Anyways, so I love Jaime. 2005-2006, Infinite ah. Crisis number three was when Blue Beetle Jaime Reyes was first shown oh, up. Cool. Obviously, Ted Cord was around before that. Yeah, but Ted Cord's been around for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought he was older than that for some reason. Yeah. Maybe it's because he was voiced by Will Friedle, and then Will was also Batman Beyond, which aired mm-hmm. in that time, so I got a little bit. That's okay. Yeah. 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 So Interestingly, they also had a Blue Beetle with Jaime Reyes in the armor in the show Smallville. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, for like two episodes. Um, The Smallville Blue Beetle is kind of cool. Like, he looks... This is my thing with the Smallville Blue Beetle. He looks like a Power Ranger, which both (laughs) is cheesy but cool at the same time because they didn't have that good... Because this was like, you know, late 2000s Mm -hmm. when when he was in Smallville. And uh, so they didn't have, like, exactly the special effects to make a, a live action 
Blue Beetle. But yeah, he, they made him look like a Power Ranger. <laughs> so it was, <laughs> that, is, awesome. that is pretty cool. <laughs> I know that uh, one of the other characters I really liked was the progression of Beast Boy. Uh, the other BB? Yeah, the other BB. <laughs> yep. B squared? Yeah, B squared. I think I think Beast Boy from season one, when he showed up and they said, mm-hmm. oh, hey, this is the Logan Sanctuary, and I didn't connect it at first, and then it yeah. says Garfield Logan. I was like, that name sounds really, really familiar. Like, why is that? So I went and I looked it up, and I was like, that's Beast Boy. Yeah. I know Beast Boy. He was on the Teen Titans. That mm-hmm. was a show we grew up watching. And then they did the blood f- transfusion, and I was like, wait, is he going to – is this going to happen? Like, is this how it's going to happen? Yeah. And then he disappears for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? And then five years later, they bring him in, and they put him on the team. And I'm like, okay. introduced him episode one. Yeah, he yeah. was right there in the like first he episode. Was right there. As an alligator yeah. in the sewer. Yeah. yeah, he was one of the first heroes shown, and I was like, okay, nice. And then by the time you get to season three, which is seven years after the events that of the first season, you see his character has completely changed. Like they changed voice actors, they changed a little bit of his his initial take uh, on on his animations a little bit, and they they made him more Teen Titanish. And the, and the guy who did the the Teen Titans, yeah, the uh, one episode where they brought the Teen Titans back into Young Justice, when he has yeah, that like fever for the, dream for, for the Doom Patrol, yeah, yeah, when they, yeah, exactly. We're on our way to go, go and die, die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that. It was well, it was cool to see that because they brought the original cast who is now in Teen Titans Go, and they they did that, and I thought that yeah. was cool. But they brought back the Beast Boy voice actor, so he would be like the mainstay as the voice actor for that season, and I was yep. like, that was great. I like the progression of Guardian. Ooh, yeah. Because, yeah. like, oh. season one, both, it's... Both Guardians? Mal Duncan is my favorite okay. Guardian. So but not, not, I just like the, the transition from yeah. Jim Harper? Yeah, it was it was he, Jim yeah. Harper. Yeah. Yeah. And then he gets... He kind of just disappears after. He's like, he shows up a little bit, but, like, he doesn't really have a big progression. Then you meet Mal when they yeah. go to high school, and you're like, okay, wait a minute. Especially being a big Titans fan, you're like, Mal, Mal, Duncan, why does that sound in, so familiar? And then you realize that, bam. Oh, absolutely. So I really like the progression of Jim Harper, not just Guardian, but Jim Harper, because Jim Harper, you find out in season two, is also a clone of Roy Harper, and he was implanted with different memories. Uh, no, J- Jim is, is uh, nope. Roy's cousin. No. He's still The episode they're, they're still where clones, they have the intervention, he says, when I found out I was a clone of the original Roy. Yeah. Does he say I, that's why I left the one, the one that who's playing Guardian season one that ends up ends up not being Guardian anymore is also one of Roy's clones. I thought that was they're because, both, they're because both he clones. says that I was yeah. or I'm Jim, I'm his cousin. I thought okay. That... No, he said he was his uncle, but it turned uh from I believe that like he doesn't actually have an uncle. It was just memories that they implanted in him. Yeah. Oh. Well, I think it um when they confront uh the clone Roy, Will. When they get to Will. Yeah, when they get to Will. Yeah. He tries to talk to me. He goes, "Hey, I know what it feels like to be a clone. Like, I found out yeah, the I same thing." Out. Yeah, that's what Levi said. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry guys, I missed that. Yeah, no. And no, then that's why you're good. And that's why in the episode like they they bring him back all three of the Harpers together and it's that's just such a good episode in season 3 Roy, by the way. And then now Will and Jim that are all older than Roy, but also definitely younger than Roy because they're clones. Yeah, it's, it's funny. So there was there was one uh, one comic because that's one of my all time favorite episodes. <laughs> uh, and so there's this moment where he says, "Like, don't we get a vote?" And he's like, "You're the youngest one here. No, you don't get a vote." <laughs> and like, it was just it was funny the way they handled it. I know that, uh, and this is going to move into my next question for you guys. What's your favorite moment? My favorite is from there uh, that exact episode. At the end of it, they're all standing there, and and Will is in his Red Arrow costume. You have Jim back in the Guardian suit. Uh, you have Arsenal, so the the original Roy Harper and his Arsenal outfit, and then you have Nightwing dressed up. and And Will says, "I think we looked better in our bow hunter security clothes." And Dick Grayson looks at him and says, "No, you do not." <laughs> and I just th- it was just so funny because that whole episode, he has the clipboard. They're fighting in civvies. And it takes me back to the thought that when they say, uh, I think Artemis had said in season one, she said, I feel naked in civvies and not the fun kind. And it's like, <laughs> it just made me laugh. Yeah. It was like this this whole thing. It just, it feels right. The way that they, they, they pay homages back to the original content, 
it just it feels like it was designed just properly. So what are some of your guys' favorite moments in the show? And it's totally fine to have multiple favorites. Uh, <clears throat> so I like that episode, which is just private security. Uh, that's just what that episode is called. I like that entire episode because it's it, so it is my favorite episode. Uh, and just all the lines between the, the clones and the real Roy, uh, I just think they're hilarious because at one point, <clears throat> Dick Grayson is like, whose idea was it to put all three of you together? And all three of them in unison just go, yours. <laughs> and they're so happy about it. And then their their chemistry between each other, like uh, uh, Will's like, hey, I, uh, Jim's younger than me, but I'm prettier. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like <laughs> I, I, I forgot you said that, and I just think it's the funniest thing ever. But uh, I got to say, my, my all-time favorite anything from the show is uh, episode one. Robin going saying, "You're overwhelmed. Freeze is underwhelmed. Why isn't anyone ever just whelmed?" Well, I, I think what's cool about that is that is one of their running, like, gags in the show because you've exactly. got that, you've got Crash, you've got Mode. You've got Aster. You've got the feeling Aster. Feeling the Aster. Feel, feeling the Aster. Feeling There's so the many Aster. comments, but, like, it's not just, like, oh, hey, Dick Grayson said it. Oh, hey. It's just wordplay. Like, it, be- it becomes wordplay. It becomes something that, that continues they through all, season three. And they all start using it. Like, all in their, like, vernacular. Yeah. It, I just think it's a really cool thing. Because they're not in reg- they're not in the regular population talking with like normal citizens, so the only people that talk like that are them. I think what's what's really cool is when uh, you get to season two and Impulse shows up, and he's like, "That's so crash." Oh, don't want to break the mode, and like he brings those phrases from the future, and then by season three, the whole team the whole team them, starts yeah. using yeah. the entire yeah. dynamic of, of those <laughs> words, and I'm like, "That was that was great. That's that's so crash." <laughs> I, I love I love in season three um when Superman like uses like the word crash and everyone's like What? He's like, oh, I've been hanging out with Superboy too much, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I forgot he said that. That I was recently going through season three and I, he just said that like the, a few episodes ago. Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> Mine probably has to be the souvenirs that Wally would keep. Oh, and yeah. specifically one yeah. souvenir from when he saves the princess of Latveria. That moment right there, you're just like, this is why this show is so good. Because it's not just funny. Because don't get me wrong, it's hilarious. It's got a ton of cool action. Wally really grows up that episode. Yeah, Yeah. but it's got a ton of heart, too. And I mean, you just, when you put funny, heart, and action together, how can you beat that? I see what you did there. Uh, It has a lot of heart. He was carrying the heart. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Glad you picked up on that. And right there, he picked up the heart multiple times. Okay, so we're talking about some of our favorite villains. What is your favorite villain and what was your favorite showdown between that villain and any character so like for me one of my absolute favorites is vandal savage i think vandal savage was brought in so well in the show and if we go back to the heart episode where he takes it uh it, it's uh i forget the 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 title of the episode but it's where all the ice villains have those floating fortresses oh, yeah. and they completely like snow over everybody and i think what was cool was seeing kid flash take on vandal you have a sidekick kind of character, this protege, and he's not—he's not doing squat to to Vandal. We'll we'll call it like it is. He really wasn't doing anything. But Vandal, that was not his plan. His whole plan was slow him down, and I th- I think that was that was done very very well. So what about you guys? Um. Hmm. Which, by the way, that that um that episode's funny because. Cold-hearted. Cold-hearted. Thank you. Nice. In season two, when they do the um, when they do the uh, big summit episode, where all the the light and and uh, the um the reach are meeting yeah. together, but then all the superheroes like are disguise themselves as um as the henchmen, league, yeah, league yeah. assassins, you know, soldiers, and then when when uh, Wally reveals himself. He says, hey, Vandy, didn't you miss me? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I didn't know he said that. I'm going to go back and rewatch Which, that Because I'm sure – because that was the last time he saw Vandal Savage was probably that episode when they fought. When they're and, in cold-hearted. And the, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then Wally just busts out. like, hey, Vandy, didn't you miss me? That's <laughs> fantastic. But anyway, spe- speaking of face-offs, that's probably my favorite one is that Summit episode where um, they're all together, all the new characters, all the old characters, and they just surprise the heck out of the bad guys. 
And that was the that was the moment where the light was like, we're not going to take, we're going to start taking these young heroes seriously because they've just been such a nuisance. So that, that was a really great episode. Absolutely. And a good face off. Yeah. Um. So I think my favorite face offs, <clears throat> excuse me, are typically between Superboy and anyone else that is like has super strength because. It, that's always when he lets out his rage, and yeah. some of this, some of those fights, it's like it's in season one where he's using the shield patches, uh, and it's it's like releasing all of his Kryptonian power, and he just goes all out, and I think it's really, really well made scenes. Um, but I think the best showdown for me is uh, Superboy and Robin against Superman and Batman. Yeah. And they have to work together to one. fight to undo the Star Otech. And it's all because of the fact that literally they're like, man, we got to work together. This isn't working. And Superboy just grabs Robin and just flings him through the air and just uh, to double kick Batman into the wall and knock him unconscious. And it literally took Superboy throwing Robin to take Batman out. Yeah, it was it was a cool dynamic of teaming up where it showed like we can't take on our mentors by ourselves and it's we're better together. I think mm-hmm. that was done really well. That was a really fun fight because um because Robin took some kryptonite from the Batcave and um while while um Superboy was holding Superman down with the kryptonite, he had to that's when you know Superboy's like, "Hurry up, do it." And he put the reverse Starotech in into him and he's then after yeah. that he was like, "Oh man, kryptonite hurts." I was like, yeah. well, you're, you're Kryptonian, Superboy. What did you expect? It reminds me of like Teen Titans versus uh, Justice League versus Teen Titans, where I think Robin, Damian yeah. Wayne, stabs Superman. Oh, he, yeah. He, when he finally like gets out, he's like, do you mind taking that out, please? <laughs> like, that kind of hurts. <laughs> yeah. No, that's – yeah, there, there's some really, really good moments in there. Um, I think one of my other favorite uh, showdowns, is anytime Simon and Miss Martian get together. Ooh. Oh yeah. Psych battles are done very, very well. And it I think what, what really gets me is when Simon made everybody forget mm-hmm. and she grabs onto to Superboy's hand. And it was like you said, it's not always a funny show. There are some very deep and very, very I don't know even know how to say it. Like there's these just emotional moments that really grab at the heartstrings and you're like, we're better together. And then it's kind of like in Flash, you're my lightning rod. When mm-hmm. when they say that, or or when you look at some of those those moments, um, the Spitfire, they they are the Spitfire for each other, and it and it does really well. Um, I know that I was very upset when because I I was watching them as they aired, uh, so mm-hmm. I was very upset when I found out that Miss Martian and Superboy had broke up, and she was with Lagon. Oh yeah. yeah. And I'm like, dude, like you held her. Like yeah. she, you held her down, like she needed you to get mm-hmm. through some of that stuff. What what happened? And then they start to explain it, and you're like, it's not even Superboy's fault. I feel like in culture, like we usually take the the girl side and say, oh, the boy did something wrong. Where in this one, it shows it doesn't matter if it's boy or girl. Like wrong is wrong and right is right. Like yeah. he had a full reason as to why he he needed to step away from that relationship. But then by the time you get to season three, they're engaged and things are it's back pretty to dope. Pr- pretty good. Um, which I yeah. love. So, so uh, who who villain wise has been your favorite to just show up? Um, because maybe not for the face off, but who is your favorite that has just made an appearance in an episode? Maybe you really wanted to see them, and then they showed up, and you're like, oh yeah. Or villain, right? do what? You said villain, right? Yeah, villain. Uh, I gotta say, best villain thing for me was. Lobo. Okay, yeah. Both in season oh, two man, and in Lobo's season so three. But I think the best thing they ever did with a villain, though, is when they had Captain Cold rob a jewelry store <laughs> during the Bachelorette party in season two, and it's all superheroes. He's like, I'm going to prison, aren't I? They, <laughs> I am so it. dead. Yeah. That, that one was good. I, I liked how they brought Cold in, and he was only, what, in like, Three, maybe four episodes. Yeah, he was max. in the very first episode, and then in the jail episode attacks. when they went yeah. out to Bell Rev, yeah. and then he showed up in in that one where he was stealing the jewels. Which I was kind of sad that like not the full rogues gallery was there, but I was like, eh, you know, it's okay, whatever. But like just to see him show up, I I love that. 
Yeah. I'm just having trouble remembering what villains were even in the show besides the big ones, so. <laughs> okay, so in, like, season uh, three, when they start going with all the, like, new gods and apocalypse-type stuff, um, I, I love Jack Kirby a ton, and... When he jumped over to, D- to DC and started making his own worlds, and he and he did all the stuff with New Genesis and Apocalypse and all the new gods and stuff, I love I love that. So like, uh, when when uh, at the end of season two, when when Vandal Savage goes to Apocalypse and has that big handshake with with Darkseid, and you're like, oh my gosh, Darkseid! And then when they finally in season three started to um, uh, introduce all these apoc- Apocalypse like bad guys. Um, I thought it was super dope. I love I love all the the new gods and apocalypse and, and new genesis stuff. So um, those those were some of my favorite villain um, appearances so far. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I gotta love dark seed, dark seed, dark side too. I never know how to pronounce it. Do you guys? It's dark, it's dark side. side. Is it dark side? E- okay. E-I-D, so yep. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. But one of my favorites was Amazo. And yeah. not even just Amazo, but like his creator, because like the monkeys were really cool too. Ivo. Oh, Ivo was Ivo. great. And then come to find out later that the real Ivo is no, or no, no. Tiamaro. Yeah, yeah Tiamaro's Tiamaro. gone, and Ivo's yeah. like the guy protecting him because he's his competitor, like protecting him. But like, this is a truly dumb idea. Like Ivo should know where he is. He's a competitor, and then they're like, "Oh, that worked." What? <laughs> yeah, I th- I think that Ivo and and Amazo were just very well done, and I loved the episode where where Amazo, well, uh, or, or Superman's like. Yeah, Green Arrow called in all of us and might as well have kicked all our butts. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like it took 11 leaguers 12 hours to yeah. <laughs> defeat him or something like that. It was like nuts. <laughs> I know that one of my favorite villains that has shown up is uh, Deathstroke. I think Deathstroke oh, is yeah. a phenomenal villain in his oh, own yeah. right. Uh, I think that when you look at Deathstroke as a character uh, in Season 2 when he showed up, he didn't really play too much of a role. He played the Enforcer, uh, which paired up against Sportsmaster, which I think Sportsmaster was really cool in his own right. Mm-hmm. But to have like that, hey, we're both villains, but we're going to compare each other. And like, so now you have like villains A and villains B teams. And then by the time they get to season three, Deathstroke has become a member of the light and the enforcer is now Lady Shiva. And like, well, there's all this. Deathstroke is the head of League of Assassins now yeah. too. Yeah. In so season he's, three. he's now running yeah. the League of Assassins, which I think is just really, really cool how they're, they're handling the whole thing. And so I'm just I'm really excited to have Deathstroke in there. Um, I think that Arrow handled Deathstroke done or very very well. Um, uh, at least in the season two, that was one of my favorites. And I think Deathstroke as a character is very well done and very well established um, as just his own being. Uh, so I know that that's some of my favorites. I know I definitely liked seeing Darkseid show up. Um, that one was really cool. Uh, but one that I really really liked was Black Manta. I think Black Manta was done perfectly. Carrie Payton did a good job voicing him too. Absolutely, and it's—is r- it really even a show if Carrie Payton's not in it? It's not a DC animated thing unless Carrie Payton's in it. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> seriously. And I just—I think that that was done really well. Uh, and speaking of, of voice casting, because Carrie Payton did go in there, who was your favorite voice? Like, who do you think like they just nailed the voice? Like for me, I think Robin was done very well. Jesse oh. Eisenberg, or not no. Eisenberg. Um, <laughs> Jesse McCartney. There we go. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> Not totally sorry that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would have been great. Um, but anyways, just having Jesse McCartney come in and play Robin, I think that was just phenomenal. The voice casting was done very well there. So do you guys have any favorites? I know that's kind of an oddball question, but anybody that like stands out to you? I think I might have another answer, but I just want to give a quick answer real quick. The fact that Carrie Payton plays like 20 different characters <laughs> is awesome. But yeah. yeah. That's not my official answer, but I, I lo- voice acting is like, like a passion of mine. Not like that I'm good at it or I do it. It's just following along with my favorite voice actors is something I really like doing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What, yeah. what about you guys? Any, you any guys looking up cast, ca- the cast and stuff? Yeah, I'm looking it up right now because I like I don't know as many voice actors as you guys do. Uh, so um, I know Batman was voiced by is it Bruce Glenn? Is that his name? Oh, he uh, it's Glenn? the guy who plays the um the the pol- politician in Winter Soldier. It's that guy. Uh, I don't think that's who I'm talking about. But that's who it is. I know I know for a fact that's who it is. Okay. Yeah, I looked it up last month when I was doing my yearly 
why Jay Binge is. I was looking up all the cast, and it's the guy who plays that politician dude in, in Captain America Winter Soldier. That's who plays Batman, which he does a really great job. Um, is the same guy, is the guy who um, voices uh, Deathstroke in this also the same guy who does him in all the other animated movies? Because it, sound, it, sound, it sounds very I do not similar. believe so because I know that that's, uh, uh, I forgot his name. Not Michael Pena, okay. Um, but the the that one that guy who voiced him in the animated stuff, he ended up passing away. Okay. Um, right after uh the Judas contract. Okay, so my my official answer is um, the girl who plays uh Miss Martian. Um, oh, what's her? She's from Wonder Years. She plays Wendy from Wonder Danica Years. Danica McKellar. Yeah. Um, just because I'm a giant fan of everything she's she's been in, like voice acting wise, and uh. She just does a really, really good Miss Martian. So I, I really loved her performance. So the person that I was talking about is Bruce Greenwood, um, and okay, this is yeah. not the guy that you were talking about. Okay. Um, this guy was in – I mean, he was in Star Trek. He's done a lot of voice acting, mm-hmm. things like that. He's a he's a fairly famous guy. It says that uh, on IMDb he's got 152 credits to his name. So he's he's nice. been around. He does do a lot of Batman, though, so yeah. I can understand why that yeah. confusion. So. I really like Wentworth Miller as Deathstroke. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I mean, it's just really cool to see him go from like the Flash and then Young Justice, and it's just like he just does a really good. Control. Who is he in the Flash? Captain Cold. Captain Cold. Oh, that's uh, that's Prison Break guy. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I didn't yeah. know he was. I didn't know he was in it either. So that's looked awesome. It up, but yeah. And yeah. There's course, there's some Alan some Tudor really cool things in, in all of that. So, too, what about you, so, Levi? Uh, Going to Superboy again. It's Nolan North. Nice. Iconic, solid choice. Absolutely iconic voice actor. But we're all forgetting someone. Tim Curry is the voice of G. Gordon Godfrey. Yeah. That, <laughs> in, in the, I think only in season two, though. I don't know if he's. Is, I don't think he is in season three. But still. I don't think no, the voice I think changed. Still like... had him for season three. Okay. Well, I, either I... way. Tim Curry is G. Gordon Godfrey was awesome. This is this is my so, only yeah. thing that I'm going to argue against you here. Alan Tudnick mm. is Green Arrow. He is Oliver Queen. Yeah, I love all Alan Tudyk so much. And I just, yeah, I love Alan Alan yeah. Tudyk. So here's That's it's Tudyk. Is that what? Uh, I'm I I've always put an N in there, so I am trying to correct myself. So I may have said it wrong again. I, I always so, say Tudyk. Tudyk. But, so yeah. my my second favorite one, I think, is um, is Jason Jason Marsden as as uh, Impulse. Ooh yeah. Just because, dude, Jason Marsden's a. Freaking legend in voice acting. Like, I mean, like, all I gotta say is Max Goofy or Max Goof, however you say it, from (laughs) Goofy movies. Yeah, voice acting. Nolan North and Jason Marsden are like the two top people that everyone's competing against. Yeah, Um, because you know Jason Marsden's got he's got uh, Max from Goofy movie. He does Snapper Call in the in the um, in the Justice League animated series. Uh, He's in so much other stuff. He does he does a lot of stuff. But yeah. Dude, I love me some Jason Marsden, and I love me some Boy Meets World. So there's Absolutely. that too. <laughs> and you, you were right. Uh, Tim Curry was only in season two, and then James Arnold Taylor played him in season three. Um, so, so that I mean, they they have a pretty all star cast with that. I think yeah. that they chose the right people to play the right voices, and I think that's going to kind of cement into our young adult and childhood, uh, kind of in that that time frame for us. Um, I think <laughs> when I think about Young Justice, like. I think about this coming together of a bunch of misfits. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love that idea that we're not sidekicks anymore, but no. we're also like, we all kind of do our own thing. And everybody is, is to themselves. They figure it out. Get on board or get out of the way. Sorry, I had yeah, to say it. Yeah, absolutely. I had to say it. Get on board or get out of the way. I mean, Get whelmed or get dead. Like that. <laughs> 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 was that what yes. the Reds Maybe episode? That. Yeah, that's <laughs> the Reds. So. Jeez. I, I, I just I think that it's just done so well. I think that if we go forward moving like into season four, here's what I want to see out of this. I think that one, the red hood needs to show up. Ooh. You took my answer, Jordan. I know. Dang it. But I mean, he, he already has showed up, but he, he has shown up yeah. or at least allegedly but shown not up. As red yeah, not as red hood. So so th- everybody believes that when they went to go uh to to the island of where uh Ra's al Ghul is. Yeah. They had like one side character in a ninja outfit, and he says, Gray Sun. And like, yeah, like er- everybody's son. like, oh my gosh, is that that's Red Hood? And I'm like, yep. absolutely, that's got to be. And so and he says, oh, your memories are coming back. Yeah. So it's like, it's clearly him. No, it's that's like, definitely Jason Todd. There's no way that's not No him. ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah. And so, also, I'm, in, I'm that, sing, in that. that same scene, 
you see Rachel Ghoul's daughter uh, Talia Ghoul walk out from the shadow with Damien holding baby Damien. Oh yeah, yeah, Damien. yeah. I, yes. I did, I did catch that. That's one right. As well. I, was I need to rewatch up. the series at this point because yeah. I don't remember any of this. Yeah. So, so uh, I, I remember watching some of these things, and I'm like, these are really cool because they keep nodding. I'm hoping that in the future episodes, um, and I might be stealing your answer again here. I'm hoping they'll bring some Green Lantern stuff in. Oh no, you didn't take my other answer. I, I too, but. That's I think I think yeah. that Green Lanterns need to show up. I know that it's called Phantoms, but uh, I was watching an episode today, and I'm I'm watching over it, and they show Hal Jordan, and he's got the parallax, the the gray hair, uh, mm, yeah. on the on the lower half, and I'm like, yep, okay, if you've got Guy, John, and uh, and Hal, mm-hmm. okay, you could easily throw Kyle as a teenage superhero, yeah. and and make him like a young young adult superhero, and have him join the team, or because uh, current comics, there's this new one called the Teen Lantern. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, you get a Teen Lantern. That's hopping. the uh, that black girl, right? That's yeah, she's yeah. yeah with the funny glasses, and she's got the big poofy hair and everything. Yeah, yeah absolutely. From the, all my friends who read her say that she's awesome. So yeah, be, she was she cool. was in the Young Justice series that that started to uh, to show up. Casey, was that two years ago, something like that? Two three uh, years ago. Two or three years ago, yeah. Yeah, so she started showing up on the Young Justice series there, uh, and it's in an alternate universe kind of thing. But now they're introducing her into the mainstream. Uh, Green Lantern just started a whole new series. Oh, cool! And so uh, she is. She's actually on the 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 Green Lantern core, and so they're they're gonna bring her in. I'm like, there's a way you can easily make this happen. And if you do like one centered episode around the Green Lanterns. And then bring her in that way, like that could be an easy. Yeah, fix. we were talking about villains earlier. I was kind of in my head, like, man, I, re- I want to see some Green Lantern villains in Young Justice. Oh, absolutely, like, that'd be dope. Yeah. I, th- I think there's a lot of really good villains that could be in. I think you could totally see a Sinestro just show up, or yeah. or, or Arkillo just or, coming in. Yeah, of like a Sinestro or um, Blaze. I think uh, Blaze would be really cool to, uh, to well, show what's up. The red, what's the Red Lantern leader? Um, Atrocitus. Atrocitus. Yeah, if Atrocitus or Sinestro was like part of the light, that would be scary. Uh, yeah. I see what you did there. If they were a part of the light. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we're all doing dad jokes tonight. <laughs> yeah. So um so any, so one of my answers that you didn't steal, you stole the the Red Hood one. But the, one of the things I want to see in season four is a dang Scott free appearance. Yeah. We got Big Barda. So we need to Mr. Miracle. I, I think we're going to start to see more of the new gods because um, they've, they've already been hinting at some of the other ones like uh, uh, Orion. Yep. They, they've already said, we are friends of Orion. I am Bear. And I, I oh, yeah, because uh, like, Malthok and turned himself into Orion to to trick the bugs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think I think that for them to go in and do some of that. I want to see the real Orion show up. I think that would be done very, very well. Mm-hmm. And I think moving forward, there's just a lot of really good stuff. Is there anything else that like you guys can think of off the top of your heads that you'd like to see in Season 4? Uh, well, because I'm not 100% remembering Season 3, correct me if I'm wrong, but like a Deathstroke, Rose Wilson, Jericho situation I think could be very cool. Yeah, so they haven't brought Rose or Jericho in. Yeah, um, no. They've just really but been they focusing. But they did do the whole... They did do the whole like uh, storyline. That's the whole Terra being yeah. brainwashed. Yeah, that was yeah. the whole I, season for her. Her storyline okay. was which, all yeah. Which, by the way, her actually going to the good side in the end instead of like trying to kill herself or whatever was awesome. I yeah, I, for, yeah, for having watched the Teen Titans series yeah. and then mm-hmm. watching the mm-hmm. the Judas Contract and yep. watching all of those and then getting mm-hmm. something and knowing very just different. the original comic line for her as well. It's like that was. I'm glad they decided to keep her alive. However, now I'm curious what they're going to do if they, like, I don't remember uh, if at the end of season three she meets Beast Boy or not, but... Uh, Beast Boy's already taken, though, so... That's so, the thing. Yeah. Yeah, so Beast I don't... Beast Boy I... is currently taken by someone who is not a superhero and not going to fully understand his life as a superhero. Yeah, I don't know how they'll, they'll handle that, because um, I actually, I really like... Him and him and the the princess. Yeah, I, think I like that relationship. She she Perdita. ends up helping him. Yeah, Prince, she, or princess Perdita. She 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 ends up helping um those other like um those teenagers in that one um like meta center thing. What is it? What was that? What's that place called? That that the um yeah, it's like a meta Eldorado's dad does. Center. Yeah, she ends up helping those kids a lot. Like is the, it Taos? 
Yeah. Yes, yeah, Taos. Taos. Yeah, yeah. She ends up helping a lot of those kids on that one like carnival trip that they took. Yep. Like I thought it was pretty cool. Like he picked the right girl. She's she's. Oh, yeah, nice. for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I'm just I'm just curious how they're going to actually like do that because in the comics they are typically in in most storylines. Yeah. They are typically a romantic interest in each other. Uh, so it's like, I wonder how they're going to play with that and what they're going to do. Speaking of, this just popped in my head. Speaking of Beast Boy's romantic interests and teenage superheroes, we haven't... Raven? Yeah, we yep, haven't seen uh, Raven or Starfire yet, but yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome to have a Raven or a Starfire. And I, think oh, yeah. I think they're teeing it up for season four because I heard that season four and season five are in the works. I heard that season five is probably going to come out. Dope. So if that is to happen... I think they're teeing it up because they just brought in Cyborg. You already have Robin Nightwing, mm-hmm. and then you have and like there's there's so many different characters that have been Teen Titans, but like the mainstay of from the show that we grew up watching. Right. I think that it'll be really cool to see kind of as they're teeing it up, and the more space adventures that they're starting to have. Yeah. You see, uh, maybe Starfire running away, and then here on Earth you have like a troubled Raven. Because I would totally love to see like after this whole apocalypse thing, like. The next big bad becomes Trigon. Trigon? Oh my god. I think goodness. Trigon would be a really cool Well, movie. I'm more curious about the romantic aspect. If they bring in Starfire, who's Dick going to get with? Barbara? Oh, because he's, he's with, yeah, he's with well, Oracle. That's so, right. So yeah. here's the other thing. He was with Zatanna for a while. Well, that's true. So, it, so it's like, I, I love him and Oracle. I, Dick Grayson's a himbo over here. That's, that is Brandon, true. They when had, got they that had kind him of body, with Zatanna I mean. when, they, when they were teenagers. And then he talks about it in the second season, saying, "No, we dated a few years ago. We're still close friends." Yeah, I think I think they handle some of those writings very, very well. Um, and I love there's that that episode where Artemis goes to the school, and he takes a picture, and then the little <laughs> girl that is like, "Dick, who is that?" Yeah, that's Barbara. That's Barbara. And yeah, it, it was because yeah. he was like, "Oh, it's just a friend, Babs," and yeah. I'm like. It was done so well. Yeah, that, it was and it's a like per- if, yeah. if you don't catch it the first time, so like go back and rewatch it. You can start to catch all these little nods, yeah. um, and I, I love that because that would mean that they were they are about the same age. And then like yeah. by the time you get to the Nightwing and Batgirl season, where mm-hmm. they're in season two, you don't see a whole lot. I do wish though that we would have seen the Joker because of how much more violent season three got. You saw the blood. You saw mm-hmm. yeah. Halo being and, killed a lot. And Barbara's. I was going to bring that so. up. We see Halo die so many times. Yeah. It's like it's every awesome. episode she's in for like half the season, she dies. But I like think, I think what was horrible, cool was gruesome deaths. When when uh, Doctor Jace goes in and starts telling her like you're gonna die, but like that's not the case, and then like you start to realize like this girl really has like an unlimited supply of life. Like that that was cool. I mean, we find out that she is literally. Uh, her, because she had already died and her soul had passed on, and then um, the soul of the mother box, a living machine, inhabited her body. So uh, I'm going to play off that real fast. Did you know that it is not actually a machine, like a living machine? It's actually the soul of an man. old god. No, 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 no. Because they, they talk they, about it. They said, because uh, they were like, that's the, when, when she, okay, when they're in Granny's house, I just watched this one today and I, I caught it. They're in the house, and uh, and she she throws her hands up, and she's shooting the violet aura that 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 heals uh, Dick and and uh, Black Lightning, and so she's healing them, and she says her her enchantment thing, and Granny's like, she's one of the old gods, and like she has that mem- that that spot, and she's like, because because what happened was the god's souls like part of it goes into the chair, the Moby's chair, and then he he works the mother box so that way it contains it, so that way it will work better, and that. Uh, when the when she goes into Halo, she has a living embodiment, so sh- that's why she has so many of the different powers. She's not fully uh, an old god, but they they do reference that she is an old god because she's an old soul, and that's but where it that comes from. Is, but that is basically what the the New Genesis tech is. It is pieces of gods, but they still the, yeah. even New Genesis they refer to them as living machines. I think you're both because right. they they bond with the machine. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Not the soul inhabiting something it is its own thing. So that's why, like, they call New Genosphere uh, a living machine. Yeah. No, I think I think that 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 is absolutely right. Yeah. It's it's one of those. But I just, I thought it was cool because she specifically oh, yeah. says like that's the old god language. That that is mm-hmm. who it is. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. So, did oh. you have anything you want? Oh to yeah. Say? Um, 
uh, clear this up for me. Both mother boxes and father boxes came from the Mosbius chair, right? The Morbius chair, yeah. <laughs> Did I say Mosbius chair? Yeah, yeah Mosbius designs have. Yeah, yeah, I'm still on. We did our <laughs> How Big Your Mother episode <laughs> last mother week. Podcast. Dang it! But so they they both came from. Yeah. From, okay, cool. From Metron, because he was like, because he was talking to, to Cyborg and Halo, and he was like, "You're both like my grandchildren," or blah 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 blah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, when when he's in the chair and he created the father and mother boxes, and then the father box and the mother box created Halo and and uh, Cyborg. Right. He's like, mm. basically, I'm your grandpappy, yeah. and I'm right. just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> relationships weren't awkward enough with clones and everything else yeah. that now we gotta add that which, now we gotta add which this metron this metron makes me so uncomfortable as a character just because he's a new god but he's not like a good guy it's the weirdest thing yeah he, he yeah. just kind of does his own thing yeah I, I do get a good laugh like they were yelling at him okay i'm gonna side tangent real fast this was one of my favorite moments that i didn't expect to ever show up in a cartoon the source wall when they boom tube onto the source wall, oh yeah, and that that is a solely like Green Lantern piece. Uh, that that it's a newer thing. Uh, within the the new Fifty Two, so it's it's not really it's not even ten Sor- years old. No, yet. source wall comes from Jack Kirby's New Gods. Oh, okay, I didn't realize that. Okay, yeah. So so just seeing that show that's where up, the anti life equation's at. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I just I thought it was really cool because then you see like Metron just show up and then. Mm-hmm. They're like yelling for him, and I'm like, "How are you breathing in space?" <laughs> and then, and then they they like fly, and and here's the other thing, if I understand it correctly, if you touch the source wall, you become part of the source wall. That was what I always understood, and like they're standing in the nose of, and they said Gog, or something like that, like the 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 god Gro- Gog mm-hmm. or something like that, which I think is a like like godlike character that the Justice Society faced off with. So it was something like that. It was one of those. But I just I, I love the way that they they designed it and I was like that is just so cool. So So the so the you know the old gods that Granny was Granny Goodness was referring to back at her her house. Um so I've seen pictures of the source wall. You know like how there's like a bunch of statues and stuff. Yeah. Those are the old gods yeah. that she's referring to. Yeah. Gotcha. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, reading comics sometimes I get a little confused cuz I'm like Okay, is this where it started? Because I thought the source wall started with with that, but that would make sense because that all kind of started showing up around the time that the new gods and the the Green Lantern crossover happened. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. with the anti life equation, and they were they were working on that. I thought that was cool. Um, didn't realize it was that old. Yeah, source wall is where um, Dark Side gets his powers. Okay, cool. Yeah. So so anyways. Uh, Young Justice, it's just this awesome show. Uh, I know that we've all really had a lot of fun talking about this, but we are now at the end of the the episode. Um, guys, it's been a lot of fun. We are definitely going to have to do this one again because there's so much more to unpack, and the more that the seasons come out, we will definitely be talking about this more. Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. It's truly been a blast. And thank you guys uh, who are listening. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And remember, stay whelmed. Crash the mode. And feel the aster. We'll see you guys here next time on Nerd Nerd Talk. Talk.